0: Plushcare dot com slash weight loss.
2: You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast with your host, Derek Nasty Sotomayor, and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is San Jose Sharks. In your face, fearless forward, Curtis Gabriel. Time to face off.
0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. What is going on, Nast? What's up, Riggs? How you doing, brother? Doing all right. Doing all right. Can't complain. Rocking this uh, this rad jersey. I you love fired it. up
2: for the boys. I love it. I love it. Got a lot. Yeah, got a lot of them coming in now. Looks good, man. Uh, had nice. a had a crazy week in the flyer land, eh? Since uh, oh we last God. spoke, it's been a been it's a tough. little bit of up and down. <laughs> up and down is right
0: more down than up. I would say, even though they were two and two in the last week, uh, their downs were, were really down. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard to really put a word on or a phrase on what's happening besides they're just missing some spirit. There's just missing some jam. I don't know what else to really say about it. Uh, they look like they don't want to be there. Um, a, a good chunk of them. So that to me is, uh, is a problem obviously it's not just like they're losing a game by a goal and it was you know a bad bounce and whatnot you know but uh the, the fact is that we're talking about effort and spirit is, is a problem you know from management down you know coaching staff that's a concern in the locker room i'm sure i don't know what their solution is going to be but they're going to come got to come up with something quickly
2: yeah I, w- I would imagine the uh the front office is um Seeing the exact same thing everyone else is seeing, as long as as far as the players too it goes, uh, you know, they must feel it too. Um, it's hard, it's hard when you know you were in the locker room, you played obviously. I was in the locker room not being a player, but taking care of the players. And you never want to say that guys aren't trying because you know you can't ever say that you went out there and you didn't try,
1: right? But it
2: comes across that way to people, unfortunately. Which we know that's not the case, but it, the spirit, the enthusiasm, the jam, as you said, um, it kind of was missing here, uh, this week. You, you know, they, they win that overtime game, um, in New York and are like, okay, you know, it's one of those games. It's back and forth. It's NHL. Nothing's a given, but you come back with a nine nothing loss and, you're almost expecting just someone do something stupid not to get suspended or not to hurt anyone but just something to say hey we're pissed off this shit ain't gonna happen anymore um going into the third period nine being down nine rip i don't know if i've ever seen that before um i'm sure most of those guys haven't either and and they weren't happy about it they were embarrassed and as well they should be obviously but uh they come back the next day with a with a win um they, all, they, they almost let that one slip away against the Islanders, but you know what? It, it, at the end of the day, uh, they didn't. They, they found a way to win. Big Oscar came up with two goals, yeah. which was nice to see him get uh, back in the scoring column. I think he had been about 21 games. Um, didn't really like seeing him fighting. Um, I hate to think that that's the guy that's got to try to spark your team, even though, you know, he brings sparks in different air er- in different ways, but, uh, Anyway, they found a way to win a game, and then they come back with a six-one loss that just was uh, fueled by turnovers. Uh, in my opinion, you know, I'm not a yeah coach or a GM or anything, but uh, lots of turnovers.
0: Yeah, just terrible mismanagement of the puck. You know, go back to that Ranger game. It was just, it was just every turnover, every opportunity they gave them was in the back of the net, and then it got. It just seemed to get worse. Like guys stumbling around and falling into the boards, and you know, just I guess when it goes bad, it goes really bad. And you know, it rains and pours. Uh, it seemed to be that in the New York game, and then again the, the last game there, six one. It's just like where is the where is the passion? Where is that jam that you know that I I have seen at good chunks of this season? Just obviously been inconsistent um, overall. You know, f- probably winning some games early where they shouldn't have won, and then maybe losing games they should have won. You know, it always balances itself out. But then you get into this trend of. Not just losing you you're getting you're getting absolutely mollywopped. like you (laughs) get you know you're you're getting um getting it taken to you so i don't know what the answer is everyone has their opinion um but to me it's just like yeah you you said it earlier um no one's going out there not trying right but you know in in a in a grunt sport like hockey when you're fighting for your life and in your and, and the season itself, and every game is a two point game. Like you got to dig in the, even more, yeah. even more. You know what I mean? You got to bring your A game every night. And I'm just not seeing it. I'm seeing flashes of different guys here and there. Um, you know, a couple guys have been you know very consistent. I would say you know between Faraby, JVR, yeah, maybe a couple others. Uh, you know, um, but not, not enough. You know, I think there's been spotty goal scoring. Um, you know, spotty um, play on the de- on defense. You know, Ghosts has his moments where he looks like you know high end. He's going, he's buzzing, and then he's out of the lineup for three games um, because he's you know turning pucks over and you not know, managing the puck uh, well and playing you know, on the right side on the defensive side of the things. But to me, they just gotta they just gotta find a way to come together. You know, I mean, it's yeah. sometimes. It takes some greasiness to to kind of get back into you know into the winning ways. I'm thinking about that game where I think Jake got hit and then you know then then you know, Nolan's in there. I forget who got hit there. Uh, you know when G- Nolan Patrick came in. Claude Claude. Oh, it's G, yes. Yeah, yeah. G, G, G You know, and then Nolan Patrick comes in there and Jake comes in there, and it's like you got that like that sense of like unity. You know, I mean, we're sticking yeah. up together. We have an identity. We're together. You know, not not that it's about fighting, but it's about right. You know, showing up, and um I just feel like these these games that they've gotten bombed out is just like never, no one wants to take that leap of faith and you know what I mean, or just that you know step up and 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 be that difference maker and, you know I look at you said Oscar, I mean, why is Oscar doing it? you know props to him, and I have nothing but respect for him to do that, but jeez, I mean. Is, is, is that is that what it's come to or he, you know he is the catalyst of change and i, and I mean that in a respectful way because i love oscar right i right. think he's just kind of on the up and up now he's kind of feeling better he's getting a little more momentum but i don't know a little more jam man that's that's it for me uh there's not much else to really say um you know about that they just need to find to get find a way to get back in the w- winning columns here and before it slips away too far and once it slips away it's hard it's really hard to get back in the swing of things you know as you know it's confidence and and whatnot it seems like a lot of guys right now are gripping their sticks a little tight you know whether you know goalie out you know it's just like there's just this lack of self-confidence it seems like for some guys so they need
2: to get that swagger back that swagger they were carrying last year even uh when i was still with the team we were we were we got really hot there and then uh they kept that rolling into the bubble. If you remember the bubble, the first three games they put right. themselves, you know, they couldn't go any worse, but they could go to first and that's what they did. And they made it look easy. I, yep. I mean, I don't want to say easy, but they, you know, they just had that attitude. They were rolling. And they were yep. rolling. And, the attitude. And, you know, obviously wins helps that. So yeah, hopefully this week, you know, a lot of hockey, man, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, and you're not getting practice time either. And, that's an easy out, but it's, it's the truth, man. It's, you know, the teams that are hot, it's probably easier right now. You don't need as much practice, but right now I'm sure the guys, the flyers probably need a little bit more practice. I don't know the, the chemistry, you know, like you said, there's a few guys that haven't really let up. um, But I feel like there's a lot of moving around of parts and on, I know guys get hurt and get sick. You know, we can't take away the fact that Coots was out last game. He's a big part of their team. Uh, but you still have to find ways to win, um, when you're, when you're missing guys like that. So, um, hopefully this week they, you know, they, they find a way to, to get back on the right side of things and, and get that swagger back and, uh, that confidence. Cause you got a good team, yeah. man. We've, we've said that all along. Yeah. We know they do. They just, it's, uh, when things don't go your way, man, it's, it's, you're, you're almost trying too hard sometimes to get them to go your way where you just probably just need to relax and play. Um, so hopefully they can do that this week.
0: Yeah, I agree. And maybe they do need a high tempo practice. I know it's, it's a tough one as a coaching staff to kind of, you know, to make that decision and say, okay, we're gonna go on the ice today and we're going to, you know, give 45 minutes of up-tempo practice, you know, when the, when, you know, when the, the, uh, the the schedule is so condensed, but you know, to me sometimes look at their skating in quicksand, they don't, they don't look like, you know, a, a really sharp, you know, um, quick moving team at times. So, I don't know. I, you know, that, that that would be could, could be a short term solution because you're not going to get these guys in, you know, the ultimate high end shape in, in one practice. But maybe it's just going out there having some fun, snapping the biscuit around and and, and, and you know, and feeling having some fun. I, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like there's no fun there. There's no there's no like I say jam. Like you just like, I just feel like that ingredient is missing. So. They got plenty of games here uh, coming up and, you know, no better place than than the next game here. So um, that's where, you know, teams got to come together and rally a couple big points and and move on from there. So.
2: Yeah, exactly. Next, next week, this time we could be saying, Hey, they just rolled off four in a row and look where we are in standings. I mean, that's, that's what we hope, you know, happens here. All right, Riggs, let's get into this week's interview with our main man, Curtis Gabriel, which is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The tournament is in full swing and the action hasn't disappointed. We've already had a few upsets in the tournament, starting with the biggest one being number 15 seed Oral Roberts taking out the number two seed Ohio State Buckeyes. What a game. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook has 100 to 1 odds on select fighters for this weekend's UFC 260. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Knuckles when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code Knuckles to turn $1 into $100. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. In partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Suttelmeyer, and we are so excited to have one of the hottest guys in the league right now. This mother effer has got more energy than me after about five cups of coffee <laughs> and Riley
1: before a game back when he played. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, welcome Curtis Gabriel. Thanks yeah. very much, boys. Uh, pleasure to have uh, have me on here. This has been uh, something I knew I'd come on eventually. I just didn't know how soon. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're excited to have you, brother.
0: Yeah, good to see you and actually connect with you face to face and in a good moment of your life. I think, uh, you know, you, you've spent the last what month, month and a half, two months with the San Jose Sharks and uh, quickly establishing yourself uh, physically and, and, and ruffling some feathers and, and having people talk about you, which is obviously a, a positive in what you're trying to accomplish, so Maybe talk about, uh, you know, the start of the season and how it's evolved into where you are right now in the middle of the season.
1: Yeah. Hottest guy in the league with zero points. You got to love that. Oh. Um, so, yeah. It's hard hard warm ups, though. Solid warm ups, <laughs>
0: man. You're getting it going. Yeah.
1: I, I'm doing about everything else. So that's <laughs> that's that's coming. And that's coming too. the chances are, you know, it's, it's going well. So anyway, back to the, the training camp and just coming in there, obviously it was not in San Jose, which sucked. You know, we're in Arizona you know, at the ice stand of Coyote's practice facility. So you're trying to get a feel for everything. And, I you know, they told, they, they definitely let me know that I wasn't there to hurt any of my own teammates. You know, obviously you talk about the game change and, you know, games, like, I think they told me, I think they talked about, it, Boogie talked about it once in the media, two to twice to my face. Like, hey, <laughs> we know you're tough. Like, we need everybody on board here. I don't need you hitting anybody, but. I still found a way first first day to, to bump Birdsey pretty damn good and introduced myself to him and he he talked about that on an interview the other day. So that was funny too. But no, it was just um, hard to play my game, obviously, when I'm not I'm not being crazy, basically. Guys when guys know I can't can't hit them the way i want to they're going to play differently and it's uh people who think intimidation's not a part of hockey you're lost uh it really really is and especially now the way guys skate um and how physically fiz- like really the, the intimidation is the hitting you know it's the it's the guys that can make clean hits and not getting penalties all the time that are constantly coming and that's what i'm trying to be so i wasn't able to do that in camp i played you know Solid, I think. I think I played solid. I hadn't played organized hockey in that long. I tried to work on my wall battles, all that stuff, all the little things you kind of have to get back, and um, no preseason games. Uh, so Yeah, that's just right Just went, went down to the minors And I thought that was The best thing for me Because then now the, now the safety's off I can play some preseason games And right. and do what I do And I quickly Quickly established myself Doing that You know Getting to play Like second line Playing 15 minutes a night Playing penalty kill I was out there Against the other team's Top players I can get under their skin I was hitting everybody I scored freaking four games in a row Which That doesn't that's happen awesome. for me You know um, So it really allowed me To get my legs under me And then I came up uh to the taxi squad which was a whole new challenge and i don't know if you guys know mike Ricci at all but <laughs> i know reach well i know reach I, <laughs> I got introduced i get introduced to mike Ricci real quick and we had to ruffle each other's feathers first before we figured each other out and he realized how hard i just how like i was nuts but i i could back it up with my work and and how he he's not the you know he, he's a communicator but he's not and he kind of yells a lot we had to kind of butt head, so it actually culminated <laughs> in a skate in uh In a taxi squad skate in St. Louis, Uh, the boys, you know, there's just not a lot of energy. The taxi squad, you're in this like no man's land of like, why am I here? Uh, It's been like a week and a half. I've been up there two weeks and I, I, mean, I need my conditioning. You know, Coach knows you got to have your legs to play this role, especially the way I'm playing it now in today's hockey. So I got to have my lungs. And if I'm not ready to go up and play, I'm useless. I need to be in shape. So <laughs> me and Reach would just go at it. And, you know, he's yelling at me. And I snapped on him one time because he told me to do something. And I was trying to do it. And I just didn't do it. I messed up and I was trying, but he let me. And I was just like, fuck <laughs> and he's like he's like all right then get on the goal line i said fucking about time let's fucking go and he missed all these made me all these suicides and i'm fucking every time i come back from the suicides i'm hammering the boards just smoking the boards and turning around and saying let's go again then and he think he figured out that like okay he, he's yeah, trying he to do everything really he wants it. you to yeah. and exactly but since then it's just been awesome getting to know him and, and, and learning from him but you know i, I played the one game against vegas didn't feel ready off. You know, I, I didn't feel like super conditioned. I was kind of second guessing myself. So I took it upon myself. The next time on the text squad, I, I did the extra salt biking. I did all the extra works that no matter when they put me in, I'm going to be ready. And, uh, it didn't happen still. So I was like, ah, so I went down to the minors, played two two games in the weekend. Uh, I had like two goals and assists, a big fight, uh, dominated, played 15 minutes a night and then got back up to play Vegas that Thursday. And then I was comfortable. My body felt good. And then you've seen what's happened since then, really. Yeah, it's yeah you, you, you really. Yeah, I was gonna say, Rousey, very confident, and
2: for the people that don't, they don't know everything. They don't watch every game. You, yes, you, you bring a physical presence. You, you bring, you stick up for your teammates, which is to me will never go away, no matter what anyone wants to say. But you you're playing the game. You're playing a good amount of minutes. You're finishing your checks. You're not playing dirty. Yeah, you're talking. You should be talking. Yeah. You're letting people know what's going on. Riles, you did the same thing. I know it's a different time. But, you know, like as a teammate, I've seen what your teammates are saying. You know, I know your, I know your equipment guys really well. And to me, it's funny. People are noticing you, which is great. And other other guys on other teams are chirping you. But they got – they got their heads on a swivel because they know you're there now, and that's what I love, and that's what I love about hockey too. And I never played, so I'm, everybody's going to be like, "Oh, you're an equipment guy." Yeah, you're right. I, I was an equipment guy. That's right. all I was. But I watched about three thousand damn games, and I know when someone brings energy and positive, a positive energy to a team. Riley did the same thing. You're doing it. I think it's great, man. And I, and I kind of get a chuckle out all of the haters because oh, man, I, know, he, he I, I know, I know. I know they would want you on their team because you'd be their favorite player if you're on their team. And that's,
1: and you know, that's, that comes with it. And it's fun for you, probably too. Yeah. It's funny. I have, I just hired a brand kind of content company too to help me. And he has access to my account. So he's saying, like, you know, all these, there's all these fans in your DMs chirping you. And then they listen to a podcast. And then the next DM they send is like, oh, I freaking love you. Never mind (laughs) that. It's actually really funny. So um, trying to do as much of these things to show my personality because, yeah, I want to be the most hated guy in the league. Absolutely. But then off the ice, I'm just a normal dude like everybody else, and yeah, yeah I, I bring a little extra, a little extra passion to the game. I mean, the way I came up, you know, I'm just like a normal dude that's tall that just was just like, screw it, let's go for this. You know, and I'm here, I am, and and I've worked on my game to the point where, yeah, like I'm I'm contributing like analytically and all that stuff, man. My like we're, we're our team's a four check heavy team. I think we were second in the league the last ten games. Like we're just. We put the puck in the corner in a good place. We're getting it back, and if I'm on the ice, you know you're going to get hit through the wall. So yeah. and that changes, and you see guys like Timo start running around. You see, you Gambrell still. You know, if we just hit, if we just hit, you get the puck back, and that goes for every team in the NHL. Yeah. It's just I'm sick and tired of those nights where there's the no hitter. There's no animosity. Like there doesn't have to be animosity every night, but I'm still going to be in guys' ears, like laughing, joking around, like just firing it up any way I can because that's that's the hockey I like.
0: Yeah. yeah. And your, and your personality and your role is, well, it's, it's good to say a dying breed. You don't see a whole lot of that in the NHL anymore. Um, you know, no. not just the physical component, but you know, someone that's that emotionally involved and, and verbal and, you know, like there's a lot that I, that I see in you that reminds me of myself, you know, and, and you're a way better player than I ever was, but that, that, you know, that energy on the bench and that relentless, fearless attitude towards, Every guy. It didn't matter if it was the toughest guy or you know the softest guy. It was that you were just you were going to establish you know, the the presence, and you were going to piss someone off somewhere along the, along the line, and someone had to eventually answer the bell. So I you know I give you a ton of props for that because that's not an easy thing to do, especially in today's mm-hmm. game. You know you're being I'm not say, I'm not going to call you an older guy, but you know on the scale of, of hockey players on the older side, and for you to really find that role specifically and engage in that role the way you are i mean no one else is doing it you know there's no, no. one else as hungry
1: as you are that i see not even close no no i mean if, if the islanders get Johnston back in that might be the only guy who's hungry to play the role like i am i mean i can't even find a fight i can't find a fight yeah. right now i mean we go into vegas for back-to-back games. I'm absolutely staring down Revo the whole time. Yeah, I'm going I mean, at, You know right. what I mean? Like I'm and I go out and I'm running people over. You know, he runs someone over. I'm right in his face, challenging him up the ice, like I can't find one. So, you know, I just I just gotta keep, you know, playing my game and being affected that way and let it kinda come to me. But yeah, it's kinda it's kinda sad, like almost in a way, sometimes. I'm sitting there and it's like, Man, like the crowd that we have the first time we're having fans in the building <laughs> we're running around hitting each other. Why won't we fight? Yeah, it's kind of like, come on, yeah, dude. Exactly. Like uh,
0: but you know, it's a beautiful well, thing I, for you. I mean, like, you know, who wants to fight 30, 35 times a year? I know, like, if I could have scored 50 goals, I would have chosen yes, that yes. and and, like, and not have to grind it that hard, you know, but for you now you're in a position, you, I think you have three, you know, three fights against some th- three tough dudes and you've all of a sudden gotten this respect around the league where now it's like, you can go out and play, you still bang, but you know, and, and you can still you know play the role and act like you want to fight every shift or, or, or you can just spend that energy on, you know, getting on the four check and hound it and handling the puck. And then if something happens, we well, beat the pants off him, you look extremely strong and powerful. I mean, it's like, to me, it's like you look unstoppable. So, I mean, now you can maybe shift that effort since you've already got that street credit pretty quickly, you know, in a, you know, in nine games. Um, and, and now, you know, play the game. Cause obviously, as we know in this, this day and age in the NHL, you got to play a regular shift. You got to be able to contribute offensively like you are, and you are getting chances. So, I think you're in a great position. You know, no one's going to
1: fight you. And that's a a good problem to have. And Boogner knows that. I mean, these guys know that. That's what I've always said. If I've always said when I've been in the minors, you know, on the bus late at night with the boys talking at the back, being like, man, if I can just get up there and get solidified, it's going to be a freaking dream. Like, guys in the minors are so much tougher fighting Jake Doty. You know, this guy is absolutely beat the piss out of anyone up here. He's so tough, dude. And then you know, mm-hmm. I if Stockton got moved up to the Canadian division, but I would have been going at Alex Gallant all freaking oh, year if yeah. I was down there. Like, dude, He's come tough, on. I get tough. that's what I keep telling people. The amount of motivation I have, that's why I'm so fired up. Like yeah. I could be in the I could be riding the bus in the minors. I know <laughs> yeah. what that's like. And <laughs> Fighting still, all the heads, You know, I'd like, I'd still get fired up and be and loving it, but it's a little different when you get paid seven times the amount. Yeah. You got everything <laughs> every like i'm just i walk around the room and around the team and everything and i'm just all day just counting how many things i'm grateful for and i know you, you and me riley talk about this like i'm just my perspective is just so like dude morning skate mandatory absolutely everybody's kind of sleeping a little bit and i'm firing <laughs> it up screaming like selling after goals on doobie doobies doing like two pass stacks on me like that's what's fun about hockey man so i'm just trying to just trying to bring that in uh And I want, and I want to. Even with the fighting, like I I want to get out to everyone. It doesn't even matter, guys. People come at me about winning and losing these fights. It's like, dude. I'm gonna take every punch they give me, and I'm gonna get up and or, or you know come back around and give you one back. I'm not I'm not gonna stop coming. As I told Revo, he's like all fired up after his fight with me. I'm like, dude, you think this this is only gonna make me hit <laughs> yeah, ever harder? You know, like, but that's the mentality I want with me and my team. Is that we're just doesn't matter the score, doesn't matter what when we're out of the standings, we're in the standings, we're in the hunt. We're just coming every game, and if we do that over the long run, we're gonna keep getting better, which we are right
2: now. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was fortunate enough last year to to get to meet you, Gabe's. Obviously, when you when you came to the Flyers and things didn't work out the way we wanted. I, I know I was uh, praying for you to you know to be with the squad. You tweaked your knee in a, in a game, and that kind of set you back. And then uh, obviously I didn't finish the year. Or so <laughs> around January, but um, so happy to see like what's going on now. And and I you know we follow each other on social media, and I see how hard you work, and we chit chat here and there. Um, so I'm I'm really happy for you, man, and and I like I said I know your teammates. Uh, it's, it's it's infectious, man. And when you have guys like that, like you know, there's plenty of teams. I won't I won't say any teams, but like there's teams that you can see need it. They need energy, like the Flyers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're,
0: they're like, there's a,
2: there's teams there's teams that need energy, and I feel like I've seen. A couple teams go and try to get some energy, like Big tonorty going to Boston. There, right. like they brought him in there. There's a reason they brought him in there. I'm a f- poor guy. Got hurt the other day. Hopefully he's okay. A you know crazy hit there, but um, it, to me, it's still in the game. Um, I don't ever see. Not that the place is packed right now, but if it was, and you're running around making your hits, I don't see people sitting on their hands, no. you know, and not making any noise. It, it's good for the game it's it's all positive you're not a dirty player either that's that's some shit i've read you've been suspended once and it was against the flyers when i was there and i don't think it was an intentional play and I, I, just by knowing you um and to be honest with you patty got you back there he probably could have been sussy oh, too. don't even get started <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> hey, I,
1: hey i love both you guys so i'm not i'm just saying you got uh, him he he got you when I get on, when I get on a podcast someday, I'm going to be talking about that after my trip, <laughs> not right now. But no, but the reason again, going back to the fighting and stuff, why did that? Why did I come so hot off the bench on that hit? Is because in that game, there was absolutely a ton of running around going on, and they didn't want to answer the bell. So I was running around, they were running around. I was like, let's blow off the steam. This is, this is what fighting's for. Doesn't happen. And then I come in too hot and he turns at the lap, you know, and whatever bad hockey play happens. So it just shows you like, you need to have that in the game, man. If we just start axing fighting and then you have all these kids coming out of college from their, you know, cages, just they just put their heads through people with hits and not having to answer for it. It's just garbage to me. Well, we, we were talking the other day too. And I don't
2: think you've been involved in this situation yet, but, um, I was actually talking to Christopher Steg the other night, and I, I Riles, we we did we did touch on this before, but I feel like these hits, like you're a, you're a heavy hitter, man, and you, you're a, you're a clean hitter. But I feel like some of these players have to be held accountable for this all the time, nice head down, it, head Same down. I mean, oh, he was in a vulnerable. Well, pick your head up, man. It's the first okay. thing you're we taught, and and listen, I again, I didn't play the game. It's easy for me to sit here and say it. I, I could never do what you guys did. I can't even do it in men's league. My head's down in men's league. Someone when they hit me, they'd kill me. But in saying that, though, I feel like a lot of that, I think some of the onus should be put on on, on all of you guys playing the game. Uh, Gabe, if you came around the net with your head down, someone smoked you, that's your fault.
1: You got exactly. your head yeah. down.
2: I mean, yeah, you're exactly. in a bolder position, but you sh- should know better where you're at. So, but,
1: that's but that's where the hitting in the game like that's why we have to get back to the real hitting in the game because, like even Tenorti, who's a big tough dude, it can happen to anybody. He's he he crushed Malkin early in the game clean. He's got to know that if they, somebody gets a chance and he's in a vulnerable position, he's going to get hit. So he goes and he ices that puck or he puts it in and he doesn't see Tanev come in full speed right. But that's, I think Tenority gets up from that when he's all right and says, oh, that's, there's, I have nothing wrong with that. I got to check my shoulder because defensemen should be worried about going on one leg to dump a puck. You yeah. should, if I'm on the ice and you're going to go on one leg and put everything into that dump to get it around the goalie, which is something coaches talk a lot about, you're going to pay the price for that. It's all just paying the price. So I know that in a game, I read plays sometimes like, yep, I'm going to take a hit. I took a hit from Getzlav. I saw Patty cut into the net and I threw a no looker kind of coot that no look because Nets out play from behind the net. And I knew Getzlav was coming and I took a hit for it. we've been chirping. And so he, he took yeah. his shot and I paid up for that for a chance to score. That's the game. So it can't like, just be like, oh, I'm, you know, even defensemen will go in the corner and just spin their back because you 100%. know you can't hit them. I, I freaking hate that, man. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't I, ever do that ever. I will no. never go into a hit and be like, I'm going to just turn so I can, I play the game straight up. And yeah. I think that's what part of makes guys scared of me is I'm going through you. And I don't, I want to every time I'm not backing down from a, you know, a hit that's coming. Like it's, it's such a thing, weird thing to talk about, but you got to know, you got to have your head up. Or, or That's not the physical game. We know.
0: Yeah. And I, I think the nasty's point, like it's, 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 Probably the biggest thing that's wrong with the game right now, because we grew up being, you know, in this in this game of accountability, right? And it's like, okay, you're accountable for your actions, your stick, your elbows, and you're also accountable for how you're skating up the ice. Like Nat said, if you're skating with your head down, I mean, I, I remember five years old being told, you know, you don't skate with your head down through the middle of the ice. You know what I mean? You don't. Right? So, so somewhere along the line here, we've now we've now rewarded that behavior. And then, hey, okay, I'm, I'm 100% against blatant headshots. Don't get me wrong, right? I mean, blatant elbows, blatant shoulders to the jaw, like, you know what I mean, some dirty hits. But, we, again, to Nasty's point, like, we have to get to a point where we can penalize the guy either getting hit or turning his back, like you said, Curtis. that's um, putting yourself in a, in a vulnerable situation because who wants to be the guy that you have the guy lined up, you're fully engaged in the hit, he turns his back and you paralyze him or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's not well, fair. To the guy who's well, trying it, to play a hard you're, game. Yeah,
2: you're, you're right, Riles. And a lot of things that people don't understand either. I can never move as fast as you guys, but this game's not slow, oh, boys. God. And people see things in slow motion. Yeah, It's way different, man. Like, a, we, we talked to Zach Ronaldo a few weeks ago, uh, Gabe's, and when he last played here, he got about four or five five minute majors for hits, never got suspended. They because they didn't review them. They didn't look. The refs didn't look. They did actually look at that play the other night with Tenori. They actually went over and watched the replay for it, and still gave him uh, the five in a game. But uh, Ronaldo hit guys clean, but their head flew back because he hit hard, yeah. and he got kicked out of games, and he and he really shouldn't have been. So the game goal is a fast, fast game, and if you're going to hit a guy and he just turns his back, like you're going to hurt yourself trying not to hit him. That's exactly. a meaning. I mean. I don't know that personally like you guys do, but it looks that way anyway. From being on the bench, watching how fast you guys are.
1: I mean when a guy turns his back, what do you what are you supposed yeah. to do? You know? Like I said, if if a guy's coming to hit me, I I know that I'm not turning my back. I'd way rather have you crack my collarbone than pe- fucking hit me from behind and paralyze me. Like right. I'm gonna take the hit straight on. I, I don't wanna the only time I'm turning my back is in like corner battles where I'm sticking my ass in the case, right. you know, or do you know, a yeah. reverse hit or something like that. But there's no excuse to just turn your back and be like, haha, I'm just gonna keep this puck going along the wall. Like I, I, I took a boarding on Tuck because he tried to do that, and I still hit him through. It's like he was this far away from the boards, and he wants to just throw his back there. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm hitting. Like if that's a two minute boarding, I'm taking that every day of the week. That's what got Riva to fight me. So I just, I, I hate that crap, and uh, it's sick because it's actually it's it pisses me off. At the same time, if I can get my team to just everybody hits, I was I'm yelling it on the bench. I'm like, boys, if you go stick on puck and then through their body every time don't guess on the four check don't guess always. you get a bump display to the next d everybody go through your man there's five of us there's five of them you go through them you're both out of the play for a split second the next guy the puck is the next guy you go through them. the teams cough it up like it's oh, nothing yeah. because they're terrified because it's a different age of hockey yeah. but i'm just that's what i'm trying to use my passion and my excitement and whatever infectious energy to be like that's how we need to play. That's how we're going to dominate. We dominate teams below the tops of the circles. Dominate them. Okay? We're, we're yeah. working on the rest of our game, but we just need to get it there. We have the we have the transitional players. We have all these players to get there. Just be physical, reload above, physical again. We're going to win games. That's how St. Louis won the cup. That's the kind of team. Yeah. You yeah. Well, it yeah. is. That's a great point. That's exactly how they won it. And it, even, in my
2: opinion, that's how Washington won the year before. Everyone was playing physical in that team, I thought. And so did Vegas. Vegas lost that. Yeah. Uh, the finals, but uh, me and Chief Craig Ruby were talking about that. How physical, you know, the teams the teams are that usually win because. Again, I didn't play the game, but I know I sure as hell don't want to get hit every time I go back to get a puck. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I know you guys probably you you probably I don't want to get hit. I, don't, exactly. I, mean, no no, I feel
1: it too. I feel it yeah. too. When yeah. I know somebody's yeah. coming, I'm sh- I'm like shit, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pressure hits breeds turnovers. I mean, it's like it's been the story of hockey yeah. since the start of time. You know, I think we've gotten away from that. You know that that four check game, and we not that we've gotten totally away from it, but it's gotten so skilled that most teams now just want to generate. You know, off the rush and whatnot and not, you know, do the old school grunt work where, as you know, he said, you, you, you go at a guy's stick on puck and you're going to put your shoulder through his chest cavity. These guys are going to throw pucks off the glass or rim them or just or just leave them. I've seen, seen that sometimes. Or, or panic. Yeah, or
1: panic. Yeah, exactly. yeah, That's the evolution of the game, though, right? Like, yeah. you know, when you played rally, you could go in there. I'm sure they said stick on puck, but you're out there saying, I'm going to play five minutes and fucking hit everyone hard. Fuck the stick, right? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, now it's like, if you just, if you do both, if you could do like the stick first, but if you could just get in somebody's way, man, it changes the whole game. Like oh, yeah. that's why I, I can't just go down the minors and hit it anymore. And now when I'm on the ice, I'm just constantly thinking stick position, then through the body, yeah. reach for the stick before I hit the body. But that's, that's the evolution of the game. But yeah. That's still the new finish, age check, yeah.
0: right? Back in the day, the stick was up in the glass and you get the big bang. Yeah. It's like the pucks going back the other way. You
1: got the hit, but you didn't get the puck. Uh, but you know that now they, they know they can, they know how to take hits and keep it going. Every every. Every, every breakout's those little shares we talk about, these little three, five, ten-foot passes, and yeah. that's how you break out. So you have to have your stick everywhere. But if you add that part where they know who I am and they know I'm coming to hit them, it just changes the whole shift. Sometimes I don't even have to hit guys. I just come screaming in the corner, and yell at them, and they'll turn it over. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's when you know you've established yourself, you know, and get that enough street credit that you can do that. Because I remember, you know, back in the day that I would do similar things where it's like. You know, back in the mind, your mind, you necessarily don't want to fight every night, even though you, you you have to act it and be ready for it. But at some point, you can almost have fun with it because you know. I mean, you mean you see the power of accountability and see see the power of say fear is really what it lands up being. Is that yeah. you're, you're you're basically calling someone out and 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 it's and it's working. It's like a psychological it's, game. It's it's actually
1: pretty it's so pretty amazing. It's so it's so funny when I chirp him and I even had one guy. Some he was like he's like a rookie and he's like, "Who are you?" I'm like do you even have a goal yet? I got, like, I'm pretty sure you haven't even scored in the NHL. And you're asking me, who am I? I said, I'm the guy that's going to come run you every time. You <laughs> have puck. And he's like, and, he's, and then later, and then I, I keep, I call everybody by the first name. I just, it just cracks me up. Like all the guys, Ryan and yeah, <laughs> yeah. their last name. So, and I, and I yelled at them they just kind of look at me and they're like, what? I'm like, I'm still coming. And they're like, okay. Like, it's just, <laughs> if they, if they would just say back to me, like, yeah, I know they've shut me up, but they yeah. just, they all want to act so sick and you suck, you suck, oh, yeah. Gabriel. <laughs> like, that's, you think I haven't heard that one before, buddy? Yeah, I'm still right. going to come hit you twice as hard now.
0: Exactly. Oh, man. The, ama- the amazing, you know, the mind component of that whole thing, right? It's still, it still exists, whether, you know, there's the, they the, say, anti fighters or anti controversial hockey players. And then there's like the, the existence of that power. Like I say, I call it a superpower, you know, it still exists. You know, I mean, a guy. a guy not. like Ronaldo is still floating around. He's keeping guys honest. Now, obviously, there's a few guys, Reeves, and a few others that would probably fall in that category, but there's not many. But it still exists. And when you actually flex that muscle, uh, it's amazing mm-hmm. what it can do. You know, stand in front of the net like King
2: Kong. It's like, it, okay, it, you know, it, see who comes it, after it, me. It, see who it, really wants it, this. You know, And it, no it, it's one thing too for for guys that Riles like and, and uh, Gabe's that may run around not run around but yeah run around hit play physical but not answer the bell, Bell's in the bell. you're answering the fucking bell that's it
1: and that, that's a big difference and i'm drooling i'm drooling to answer the bell like yeah. you see what i hit De- uh, the guy, uh, larson in anaheim and deloria came close to me i didn't even he didn't even get his gloves off yet yeah. i just sent him I, <laughs> and I danced up to fight him because i'm like about freaking time yeah. somebody wants to just stand in on me when i do something like i feel like I, i'm hitting people and i'm skating by guys benches and i'm being like really like that really that didn't because like i would come kill you if you did that but okay yeah
2: yeah <laughs> it's it's funny a, a couple of years ago we were uh when i was still with the flyers we were, we were playing in uh, anaheim and, and you know get not gonna probably fight very much i know he can um i've seen him fight but it was funny because uh t uh travis connect was kind of being a little rascal you know like he is and um which i love uh he's a little guy but he, he plays with a big chip on his shoulder, and. He he did something to Getsy, kinda of stuck him, and Getsy stuck him, and then TK got the last word, and he starts skating over to the bench at TK. And Simmer stands up and goes, Oh no, <laughs> don't do it, Getsy. And then and I thought Getsy'd be like, F you, Simmer, you know, like I know he respects him, but just you know, what are you gonna say? Oh, okay. But Getzy was like, Well, he's acting like an idiot. I was yeah, like, yeah. Holy shit, <laughs> <yes>, Simmer. <laughs> he was like, you know, it's like Sidney Crosby told me the one, one day, he said, um, he said, "Man, it looks like everyone's looking for quarters on the ice when Simmer comes around. You know, when Simmer walks around, uh, comes into a certain, you know, a group that's of guys. Oh, and stuff. Yes.
1: But anyway, uh, I would love to play that guy. I can't, I'm waiting. I've wanted to play him so many times. You know, when I was obviously with Jersey, and then where did he go? He went to Jersey, and I was with Philly. So all year, I'm like, oh, that's the number one matchup. I can't wait for Simmer. <laughs> it never got to happen. You know, I like the way he fights. As a guy, that's." not as heavy and he just is tasked to be more technical with yeah, it and he sticks yeah. his face in there. We, we would have a heck of a fight. That's for sure. He's one tough to man. One. I'll tell you that. Gabe, I was going to ask man. you, I
0: mean, you know, you, you played in the OHL and I was looking at your fighting majors like through the OHL and then, you know, early pro and um, I, I guess I would say somewhat consistent, right? I mean, you're fighting maybe what, like seven to 12 times a year pr- pretty consistently. Like at what point... Did you realize? Well, like I have to take that that physical game up a notch or two or three or four until and, and like and now. To me, you fully embraced it. There's no, there, to me, there's no um, question that you, you you fully understand your role and, and probably above and beyond. Like you, you, go above and beyond most guys that would do that. Like where along the line did it click and be like, hey, well, I'm a big dude, I'm strong as shit, and I, I can play the game, and this is my
1: ticket yeah well it's kind of funny like you looking at it, my majors they would be way higher if there wasn't a 10 fight rule so oh, when i went to the shit. ohl my first year i, I was about I thought, that, yeah was. so in in major midget i i went from major midget AAA right to the ohl so i just bypassed. it was crazy you know journey but um i asked that that coach told me early in that triple a year the year before i made they always said hey you're gonna have to start playing more physical i know you're trying out for junior teams and stuff he's like you're not gonna be a goal scorer you're gonna be a physical player and i'm like okay i went and talked to my mom about it she's like all right well she's my hockey mom and dad she's like yeah we'll try it if you don't like it you don't have to do it i'm like all right went out started focusing more on hitting and i was like okay i've always been an intense dude i've always been like i'm not pumping my own tires in high school if there's a bully i'd be like hey cut the crap like i never got in a fight with them i was just like i'm not afraid of conflict mm. uh, i'm not afraid of that like adrenaline rush uh and then you know fast forward to ohl camp i you know got in a fight there i played well and i was like okay this is kind of being my thing now but then they right as soon as i'm ready to fight my second year i'm ready to come back and like take over is like they put a 10 fight rule in so every year i had like 13 or 12 which is over the limit because i would get guys to jump me if i crush someone and they jump me it didn't count to my 10 so that's how oh, i was always oh, having oh, more oh, of the fights than oh, 10. 10. <laughs> which is huge so that's actually the same rule in the minors now so now i'm just oh, trying i was always trying to get guys to jump me but in the nhl when d lo comes after me i don't care about the instigator because it doesn't matter so i'm ready to go so i try to i would try to suck guys into fights um it's but I, right. I, I would add like 20 plus 30 plus probably if there's no 10 fight rule in the, in the O. but it definitely allowed me to play a bit i guess and um yeah you know I could have turned pro after my 19-year-old year. I got drafted as a 19-year-old, but I wanted to go back. They're like, you ready to fight the big boys yet? And I'm like, I mean, I only had 28 points. I should probably go play, you know, some more minutes in junior, you know, get kind of more solidified. And then when I started pro, I was actually ready to, in my first year, I'd like, you know, 13 and won, like, won a lot of them. And the next year I had 17. So I really, definitely the last couple years of junior, I was like, yeah, I'm ready now to do this against men.
2: Uh, you put up a, uh, you put up like fifty one points, I think,
1: your last junior year, which was is... With, without playing power play. So I wow. led the team in assists. Oh, oh shit! I led <laughs> the team in assists. Not a sniff on the peeper. I still hold that to this day. <laughs> everybody's like, Gabe's. Everybody's like, Gabe, you had like fifty points. It's not bad. And I'm like, Buddy, I had seventeen in the first thirteen, not playing power play, and I was a calling mini and being like, Okay, I know I'm not going to be a tough guy, but can you tell the coach here to let me. Like have some fun, like maybe work on my offensive side of the game. I saw a guy the year before, the captain the year before, got given the keys to the team, like power play, penalty kill, first line, and I got second line in PK. And I'm like, "Where's my power play time? I could add 80 points." So whatever. <laughs> I always hold that to you know to some people like it's kind of garbage, but uh, they just I guess they didn't want me to get too you know crazy and think I'm something I'm not. So that when I turned pro, I wasn't shocked by playing 10 minutes and fighting again. I don't know. <laughs>
2: uh, logic. Well, that's pretty impressive, but well, I would have—I think I would have put you in front of the net on the PP. Absolutely, dude, six foot four, man. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: well, if I lead the team in assists, don't you think you I could maybe pass the puck a bit too, like yeah, five yeah. on 5 35, thirty-five, five on five apples? Like, I mean, yeah. are you
2: telling me right now you're going to run on the fucking sidewall in San Jose Sharks power play? Right no, now? not on
1: feet. <laughs> p- <laughs> fucking <laughs> <with> you, man. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm, there, making it a, <laughs> I'm making a call, man. Somebody, somebody though I could you could have put me on the in junior it's junior you see twenty year old tough guys dominate and anyway yeah. I always it was kind of like a burr if somebody brings that up home I always, <laughs> like, I always make sure to say that I didn't get to put a power play. Oh man!
0: Oh man! I was going to say. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Go ahead, your cast.
1: Go, go. ahead, Raz. No,
0: I was all I was going to say is we, we, I, I touched on like you bring bring up the flyers there earlier, and I'm just like thinking in my head like as I'm speaking to you, it's like it's like you're exactly what the Flyers need right now, you know, it's like, it's just like, I mean, I'm sure there's other teams obviously that could use a spark plug, but it's like, I, I just like look at these games and I'm like, where's, where's the energy? Where's the passion? We've got Oscar Lindblom stepping up the other night and, and fighting. I'm just like, there's, there, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a better way. There's There's gotta be something more out there than, than what, you know, and I love the Flyers and, you know, it's just like, it just like, just these last, I don't know, four five six games. It's just like soulless, and I'm just like, well, Wait, where is it? And then I'm seeing you on the other the other side of the country, going nuts and and, and just bringing it more 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 energy and warm ups than the Flyers have brought maybe the you know two of the last three games. You know, it's like I just like I just shake my head, and you obviously have a relationship with Chuck. And it didn't work out with the flyers and whatever else. I mean, I'm not saying anything about yeah. that. They're just like, man, it's like Yeah, it's uh, I'm
2: sure they're seeing it too. I mean, it's oh, not, I'm sure. you know, probably knocking I, on I'm Saturday's sure they, door. They're not not noticing. <laughs> they're not, not noticing, and no. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is is that like Gabes, you know most of the guys on the team anyway, as 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 I do, and there are guys there that that they, I'm not saying they can be what you do, but there's there's energetic guys. Not playing that role that you can play which i still think they need but it's been a little lackluster and and a, i i don't know why you know i've well, talked to the guys quite a bit but uh, i feel bad because i feel like something's just not right with them and of course i'm pulling for them um
1: but i feel like there's just something not right right now with them well i tell you man that's you know it always cracks me up all the fans that you know and I, I live on social media i'm really growing like that kind of stuff i think that's great to engage and and you know like, we, me and Rigo can chirp each other in the media. It doesn't mean if I saw him out on the street, I'd be like, hey, what's up, man? Like, he may have a hate on for me, but I I, I separate hockey and humans. Like, I, yeah. on the ice, I can hate somebody off the ice and go have a beer with you right away. Right. It's it's well, awesome. So That's the way but, it should be. Exactly. It's, it is the way it should be. But but guys kind of have, like, I don't know, guys, like, they don't have that passion anymore. And I think, I think uh, we don't grow on trees. Guys like me don't grow on trees. And the fans who constantly chirp me and chirp guys like me and think, oh, you know, Every, they would just throw Gabriel away if they got like a bag of pucks or something like that. It's like, I don't think you realize, fans, like there's not many guys that do this anymore. And I'll nobody's doing it like I am, that's for sure. I'm not afraid to say that. So I just think uh I'm a I'm a skilled player. I have a skill set that you just imagine trying to I could go up and play second line a lot better than some of those guys could come down and play my role. I'll tell you that for free. You know? For like sure. you couldn't come some of these guys couldn't come down and do my role. That's a skill. I have a skill set and uh I've always said, like I said before, if I could just get in, I know that I'm an old school throwback in a new age. I'm going to just terrorize people and bring that kind of energy every night because I want to do it every night. I genuinely love my role. I'm not sitting there going, oh, I wish I got 13 minutes tonight. I'm like, this sucks. Like, you know, I'm like but every time Boogie says my line's up, I go, "Yep," and yell yeah. out and say, "I've got this guy. Here we here we go." And i Smack Patty Marlowe, and let's <laughs> let's go. You know, like I love my role. And and I am tired of teams that like just load up like skill skill on the fourth line. Those guys don't want to play in the fourth line. No. You need people that want to be there. You genuinely need people that want 100%. to be there. It's
2: it, you're not and I don't think a team that has a full a full four lines of skills are going to win in the playoffs anyway, because what happens when the playoffs starts all of a sudden body getting thrown that and, you see, and nice. you see where some guys disappear sure. and where some guys don't. We talked about that too, Riles. And yep. I'll tell you what, man, it, it's a different game when that comes around. So I hope you guys can find your way into a spot, man. I know you guys have been playing a lot better, especially since you've been called up. Uh, I think, I think you're around 11 points out, which is, is, is a bit,
1: but you never know, man. You just put a few together. It's, so we, we got the rest of the season pretty much at home. Right. We started the right. first so long of the season on the road. So we have a lot of home games. We just got to start beating the teams that are below us like we got or that yeah. are just above us. Right. Like we got L.A. tomorrow and Wednesday. Like we yeah. thought these last two St. Louis games were must win. So now these are you know, we got yeah. We got to We got to win. We got to throw together five, six, seven gamers here.
2: Yeah, you do. You, you, you do. I mean, it's a, obviously, there are four-point games every one yeah. off on the market because yeah. you're playing the same teams. But, but yeah, those are big games, especially the ones that are a little bit ahead of
1: you, man. That, you know, but the you guys can do it. The, the culture, though, right? Like, we, you know, even coming in, I was new here. so But I got to see the the new thing they put in, in in training camp, this Sharks code kind of thing. They had I wasn't here, but apparently they had issues in the locker room and stuff. But I think it's pretty, pretty good now and we're pretty accountable. Guys are getting after each other if they have to. Um, you know, there's internal competition for the lineup now. There's a lot of guys playing well in and out. Like that's what you want, right? And it's not always the most comfortable. You know, guys want to play in a the team. They know they're playing every night, and the you know the fourth line set. But you know, a lot of things are changing here. A lot of people are pushing, and that's only going to make us better. If we make the playoffs this year, great. But I truly think that there's a special group of guys here that we can mend that that young passion with the older guys and and make it make a good run at it. So I know it's like a reset year, but we're building that consistency of playing the right way all the time. And as you guys know, that's everything, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. like you said, like the flyers are, they had it, they were dialed last year. And now they're having trouble with that. You always got to be working on that consistency. It doesn't always matter who's in the lineup. You got, it's the attitude. It's the culture. It's the level of what you expect around the room. And that's, that's, what's changing. Yeah. And you're a huge part of that.
0: You know, I don't really necessarily know what the team looked like before you came in there besides like, you know, looking at the roster, but you know, with the energy I'm talking about, but you know, like you have to have some sort of philosophy when you're building a culture, right? I mean, again, what you call a reset year, or I don't want to say rebuild year, but you know, like you know, something in that you know that middle ground there. And um, to me, it's like I, I'm just such a big believer in energy, you know. And again, it's maybe not everyone has to fall in the category of, of you, you know, you know, more on the extreme side of that energy. But like, the culture has to be passionate you have to it has to breed passion you got it has to breed guys wanting to come to the rink and, and do the work like you said when you were on uh, a black ace you were in the what do they call a taxi squad there well the energy is low right but like but, but why you know what i mean it's like everyone one of these guys is living their childhood dream of playing the nhl and you're one injury away from being called up or one shitty game away from being called up yeah, That's why I was, in, why right? I was getting so like,
1: fired up. That's <laughs> why I was getting so fired up. We were playing like three on three and I was like yelling at Reach like you know, he he's he said it was lo- winner's puck, but I thought it was losers puck or something. And I started screaming at him like it was our puck in the two pass. He's like, Can you fucking settle? I'm like, I'm going fucking crazy. No, I can't fucking settle <laughs> down. I need some competition, man. Like <laughs> I need to, to I need to feel like I want to <laughs> play. And then yeah, so, you know, it's just this energy was just so like, ugh. like how, I, how hate, the, I hate I hate Reach's hair. Reaches oh, right. Is it still down? Is it down? Yeah, it's good. It's, 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 he has good hair days, and he's got good hair days and bad hair days. The other day on the bench, when uh, the other day when I got a ten minute in that game, so I was talking to Wes a lot. Like I said before, he came on, he was. He came over and Reach said, Oh, Wes, at least your hair's still looking good or something. I said, Reach, yours is not. And he's like, I know. And Wes loved that. And he, and he just looks at me. And Reach looks at me and he goes, you are just got some screws loose, eh? You never <laughs> shut the hell up. He's like, But you know what, kid? You know what? You can tame a tiger, but you can't paint uh, stripes on a house cat. Well, that's the truth, <laughs> that's right. isn't it?
0: That's right. That is the truth. Oh, man. I wanted to ask you, what uh, the, it was think, your second fight this year uh, against Clifford? I was dying, like, just, like, looking at his facial expression. <laughs> I don't know what you said. Are you able to tell us what you said? Cause it, no,
1: yeah. Well, yeah I, I can talk about this one. This is, yeah, this is <laughs> kind of funny. Podcast, so it was Binner, right? Binner's a good friend of mine. And am okay, junior. Right. And he obviously did that, you know. He, he was bitter. We had, he's the bitter we love. He it, got all fired up and went after Doobie and our whole team, right? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and funny. I had to text him. He, he, so he, they, they touched down the night before, and I knew he'd be in town. So I had to text him, like, Benny, like, uh, you know, I'm here now. I, I love you. I love that out of you. I love that passion, but not on my. Not when it's my team. So you pick the wrong team to do that. Somebody's going to have to, you know, pay up a pound of flesh for that. Somebody's going to have to answer for you if you're not going <laughs> to, because I don't think you're going to fight me. And he kind of sent me a message back, like, good to know. And I was like, I was like, give me more than that. Come on. We're off the ice right now. We're boys. At least I'm getting yeah. the heads up. And he's like, yeah, yeah. So that's when I went out for morning skate and stood on the bench and was like eyeballing everybody. And they, you know, guy, coach came by, what are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for somebody tonight, you know, and Binner's over there shaking his head at me. Yeah. Of course, of course they didn't play him that night. Right. And uh, we all knew why that was. And then into the warm up, I guess, Cliffy had just been hearing the stuff I've been doing and text maybe heard about the text and all that stuff. So, he saw me talking to Reeves the two nights before in social media, I guess. So he came screaming in. I'm drinking my water bottle with the red line. He came screaming into me, and he really tried to intimidate me. He he gave it his best shot. Um, I think he thought he could stare. You know, he's got those scary eyes. Yeah. I think he thought he could stare into my soul this close to my face and kind of throw me off, but I think the opposite happened. And then he kind of, after the first five minutes of talking, he kind of lightened up and realized it wasn't going to happen, and then it got back to being respectful after that. But he really tried to, like, See if he could push me off my line, and uh, that didn't that did happen. So, oh,
0: that's great. I love yeah, that's
1: that story, man.
0: We gotta get cheap Yeah, on I right love, I love that. Yeah, cheap. I
1: would love to hear it because <laughs> you know he's he probably gets probably, sitting by he's, this stuff, he's, he's probably sitting over there just like you know, whenever the team's around, like he hates me, right? Yeah, this He's gotta be sitting too. on his own, like I love this shit. Yeah, oh yeah.
2: He, I remember Riles. I don't know if I don't think you were playing, but we were. He was an assistant at the time. Uh, With the Flyers, and we were in Toronto, and uh, Orr was there. Orr was still playing, and something happened, and no one wanted to talk to Orr. We, I don't think Rose Hill wasn't in the lineup that night, so Rose uh, Orr came by the bench. He was like, "Anybody going to do anything about it, or something? You know, something to that effect." And. Of course, everybody's like looking down at their skates, <laughs> right. which I turned to act like I was doing something with sticks. <laughs> but uh, he looks at Chief. He goes, Hey, Chief, you're the only guy over here tough enough to fight me, huh? And Chief just kind of like kind of chuckled and just put it, you know, like, kind of looked the other way. What's he going to say? Yeah, you know? right. yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was kind of funny. But he just, he was loud. He was like, Chief, you're the only guy to have the balls to fuck with to fight me, you know? But uh, that was fun watching you two
1: uh, talk there. Yeah, that's what we need. That's what we needed the game. And here's something I wanted to bring up on a podcast. Like I saw the, uh, the, to brothers, what did he say? Matthew said, well, anybody thinks we're gonna fight you're an idiot right like oh our, our parents would hate that like that's garbage and i remember i was talking to my mom about it the other day and she goes i was like mom how do you think i'd answer that question and she started dying laughing yeah. she said you take your brother's head off and i said like, yeah. yeah, damn right i would like that's crazy man like this you can keep it on and off the ice you know this game you can get hurt you can that's why we sign up you know we have the ladies swab our noses with the covid test every day and she's like oh your hands again your eye i'm like i wish there's no fighting i'm like lady you don't play you don't have a say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you know what? That's a fair point. I never thought of it that way. I said, yeah, yeah. just let let us let us do what we want out there. Yeah, right. you know, yeah we signed need, up for it. No one's def- putting a gun to our head. <laughs> Yes. Like when I'm done playing hockey, I'm not going to get that adrenaline rush anymore where I that, that split second before a fight. I line up with Cliffy there and he go, I'm like, are we going? He's like, yeah, but we're not squaring up. And then your adrenaline just goes oh, to yeah, the yeah, roof. And I'm right. like, looking at him like, well, you're not getting in tight on me. And he's like, well, yeah, I am. I said, well, I'm backing up and you're not. And yeah. you're just your, – your wires are crossing. You're ready. Like as soon as I don't have that anymore, I'm going to have to go to my – you know, if I'm still living in London, the, the MMA gym, there, adrenaline with all the Mark Comynix, a UFC legend, like, I'm gonna have to do something with him. I'm gonna have to get my ass kicked once a week to just <laughs> my stress out. Like that's it's a human thing, man. You go back a long time; humans been fighting a long time, so you know what the risk is when you get in there.
0: No, oh, yeah, fight or yeah, flight, right? <laughs> you gotta that's pick true. one, and you're uh, you know you're all in on the uh, on the fight, and you're looking pretty damn good. I mean, you look mighty strong. Yeah, I mean, from the three fights yeah, that I've seen this sure. year, like you know, your strength and your balance, <laughs> well, I mean, you look, uh, look like you put some serious work in, in the
1: offseason for sure. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it definitely helped grappling with 300-pound CFL center linemen. Oh, yeah. That definitely helped. That helps. So, Mark Hominick brought him in. I showed up at the gym one day. He's like, you've been asking for somebody to, to grapple with? And I said, yeah, you got somebody? He's like, oh, Yeah. So this guy comes in, he's 6'2", like two two 295. Oh, wow. And uh, obviously as a center, they play all, you know, they block with their hands. They can't close their hands. So I, had to, I, t- I taught him for the first, like, 5 to 10 minutes of what I wanted him to do. And I threw him around a little bit just because I'm used to grabbing. And then he started to figure it out. And then I was in trouble. And then I really had to work all my outs, like – I have outs and fights i have for everything there should be an out for me to get to a better position kind of thing, and you're always going to eat punches that's never like the part of the plan is I'm going to eat at least one or two. I hate the guys that are just never trying to get eaten right. but or eat a, eat a punch but all that all that work and, and practicing constantly helps so much for sure and i i mental i do it mentally all the time every day just to be used to all the all the switches happening but if I end up fighting McDermott in one of these two games, if I play, that will be a that's going to be quite a test because yeah, he's, we, 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 he's a huge man and um, we know each other and it's kind of personal between us, honestly. Um, <laughs> he's ducked me a bunch of times, surprisingly. I bet you wouldn't expect that, but he has. And uh, it's time, uh, probably. So, obviously, if it happens, if they, he always fights off the start of a faceoff. If they throw his line out, because they're the road team, if they put him out first and I'm playing, and, I mean, we'll go off the center ice, I'm sure he better he better finally, you know, answer the bell. But that'll be a very interesting fight, Riles, because you're Santa looking strong, but he's the biggest guy, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. you think he's tougher than Reeves? I mean, first of all, why haven't they fought, which is crazy. Yeah, I, I think that's just – Mind. Like yeah. you know, I'm not saying first game they need to fight but somebody should have thrown a hit in the last how many games they played each right, other
0: Right to earn, earn a fight yeah for sure yeah it's even
1: it. like Chris Stewart and Reeves never fought because they're you know God's son of his kid but they played against each other and never I, I don't get all that stuff all the brothers that don't fight and the friends that don't fight it drives me crazy but uh, <laughs> yeah Durham is a former friend of mine let's put it that way former friend all right. he or it's personal with him
0: wow well, I gotta, I gotta tune in and watch.
1: I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm not gonna force it. If no, it happens, I know. I think you still play a game, and they They start him. Yeah. If, yeah, if exactly. they start him, then yeah, then he better answer the bell. But if not, I'll be, I'll be doing my thing. Like, I, I should be earning a fight from someone every night with the way I play. Honestly. Yeah. Like my like, I do stuff every night. Where if I was on the other team, I'm, yeah, I'm going after that guy. So, what
0: well, shows you the state of uh, the NHL right now? If you played like that, say ten years ago, fifteen years ago, oh my god, you would have a fight every night. we carried you know, two, three, four guys maybe at, at one point there. Um, and the fact that you're doing that and and no one's challenging you is well, it's embarrassing um, on their end. But I mean, it, it should give you more superpowers. I mean, it's like okay, well I'm. King Kong on juice. You know, no one's, no one's going to touch me, you know, and then you, you know, you can be, you just think, pick yourself as Bra Prober floating around. Who the hell wants to fight that guy? You know, it's like, okay, well, just leave him alone. And then Proby goes and scores what? 30. And he's an all-star. That's, you know, it's yeah, like, well, it cool. sounds- um but you know in a yeah. position now the new NHL I mean you're not fighting 50 times a year and no. you fighting you know but you, being you effective every top.
1: shift like you know finishing the checks that build momentum you know constantly finishing finishing shifts in the ozone you know getting to the net like that's the stuff that's going to constantly earn you know the respect and the attention right i had to i had to play a better game and be more physical even then the first game against Reese for him to finally, right. you know, fight me or whatever. So, yeah, just it just takes a lot these days for it. And yeah. then, uh, of course, they always want to sometimes they come back after when you're already winning. I've already asked them and they come back after we're winning, and it's like, but it's like this isn't the 80s, I can't yeah. just fight you because I have an ego. And they right know now, you're gonna say no, and
0: no, now is the time to act tough or whatever. whatever. But I also yeah. realize too that guys get older and they're more established in the league and they want and they feel like they don't need to fight anymore. But I think. You know, you're a perfect example of a like, I, I a young up and coming guy that's really trying to establish himself. Like, and and you've already proven to do that. Like, you got to give this guy the fight. He's he's foaming at the mouth for it. And you're like, supposedly one of the top three champs in the league. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're so at some point you got to defend the the title, right? I mean, you can't just like skate around like, oh, I'm uh, I'm this tough, and you know he's he's to run around and bangs all my guys, and I'm not gonna do anything about it because I'm already a t- established tough guy. You know, at some point you think yeah. that they would have to you know, re-earn that street credit. But I think I've seen that back when I was playing too, the older guys, and rightfully so. Who wants to who wants to be close to, you know, 30 or 32 years old and, and fighting 30 times a year, especially when you've been that, doing it for however long. So I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's but, you know, you the keep way, pushing the envelope. The way, you have to somebody to respond. the way I
1: look at it is you've got to pay the price to do the role. As got soon it. as I'm not willing to pay the price, yeah. I, won't, I won't be doing it because I won't look myself in the mirror and be like, I'm doing this. Like, yeah. I don't want to get to the point where, like, they have, even if, say, for some reason, I mean, I have a growth mindset. I keep getting better. What if I could play, like, as the, I could penalty kill. I don't care what anybody says. Um, you know, work my way into playing more of a role, you know, penalty killing every night and stuff. And they go, gays, you don't need you to fight every night. It's, I'd look at him and be like, no, if I need to fight, I'm going to fight someone. You know what I mean? Like, I'm old school with it that way. And, I, and if I'm not willing to do that, I won't go play. Like, if, there's just no point if that's my role. I would
2: think uh, just from watching uh, your coach when he played, uh, <laughs> the man. There, like he, you know, he he was, and again, it was a different game. But I mean, he was in the mix, man. Rocky Thompson, oh, yeah. yeah, Rocky. Fuck, game, I love Rocky, game. man. Rocky, hey, Rocky Thompson came down to the Phantoms' locker room in 1998 in the finals, game one, in the morning after they had their morning skate, and he knocked on my equipment door. I swear, I swear on everything. And I didn't know it was him. Obviously, the door was closed. I open it, and there's this guy standing with long hair. I knew who he was, obviously. And he was like, "Hey, how you doing, man?" I'm like, "Good." And I'm like, "Is he gonna punch? Him? What's what's <laughs> he doing down here, man? Why, why did he walk down to our end?" This is in the old Spectrum games. And uh, he goes, uh, "Is the animal here?" He's so talking about Frank Lois. And I said, "No, nah, man." I said, "He, you know, he already took off." He goes, "Okay, do you do you mind uh, just asking him that?" Uh, Rocky said, "Can can we go tonight, like right away?" this is in the final all politely he said could you please ask him if we can go tonight you know and i'm like yeah i'll I'll ask (laughs) he goes okay thank you and he he turns around he goes see you later he walks away and i'm like holy shit man so frankie comes in you know like i didn't even want to say it to him because you guys got to play a game it's the fight you know like i'm sure he knew in his head he was going to fight you know rocky and uh anyway frank francois came in and i'm like I called him the Anna Mule. His nickname was The Animal. And I said, hey, Anna Mule. I said, you had a visitor, but you had already left. I told him what happened, Rocky. He goes, he came down here. And I said, yeah. He goes, okay, go. I'll fight him. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> I remember <laughs> okay. that fight, and, too. They, and they did. They yeah, fought uh, a, three times fight. in the
2: finals. In six, yeah, a really good fight. Frankie Frankie got the better of him in the first one. He actually made him miss game
1: two, I think, because he closed his eye. But oh, uh, yeah. they fought three times in wow. the yeah, finals. I bonded with Rocky a bit. Obviously, as a head coach, Boogie's more, you know, the mm-hmm. overseer and then the assistant coach talks to the players more, right? And uh, not that Boogie doesn't, but I uh, definitely bonded with like Rocky over that talking about that. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to see what's happening in the game. Like sometimes coaches see things players don't, so we're constantly talking about the temperature of the game and yeah. you know, kind of he's kind of like me- like mentoring me in a way that way because he's the same way. Like it, from everything I've heard, like you, know, you just backed up the most polite guy soft spoken off the ice. But as soon as it's time for that, he's the craziest. So oh, yeah. I, try to, I try to, that's kind of how I see myself too, and the most willing at least. You know, I'm not going to win everyone, but I'm going to take everyone. You know, unless you put me out, which hasn't knock out what happened, I'm still coming at you. That's what Rocky was like, you know? It was yeah, more of like was. his just attitude, the way he played the game. Rather, yeah. rather than just the winning or losing of the fight, he know, he's just going to eat everything and keep coming. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he was, was fun he to was watch. An watch when he for sure.
0: Hey James, I was gonna ask you. You know, as hard as you go on the ice, and you know, like you stand for something bigger than yourself, and you know, you have this attitude about about you. You're also doing this off the ice in the community, and you know, and in, in, in the world at large, and you're involved in you're probably several social social justice issues. Um, do you want to talk about that and <clears throat> what you're, you know, what what, you, what message you're trying to get across on some of these different issues and uh, and and how you're going about
1: it? Yeah, thank you, dude. Yeah, every every podcast I come on, I like to touch on this because there's no excuse, in my opinion, to not, um, you know, we're all different people, we all have different views on these things. Um, you know, I'm not asking people to change overnight or, or, you know, say that their opinions are wrong. But I have looked into both sides of these issues, you know, one being LGBTQ and the other, other the Black Lives Matter movement, I try to educate on both sides. And I'm just trying to bring more discussion to these things. You know, I'm not an expert. I'm trying to learn as I go, but I just think there's just way too many, you know, lies spread faster than truth these days. and I'm sick of that. Like, you know, there's the internet. You know how easy it is to quickly look up in 20 minutes. You could educate yourself basically enough on, you know, LGBTQ and why why you, you're just normal people. There's no reason to be thinking that homosexuality or anybody on the spectrum of the LGBT is any different than you and I. It's, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. You know, people... People want to, you know, accept modern science, but they want to, you know, talk down on people because of old traditions and religions and stuff. You know, I just think it's stupid. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna pick and choose how you, like, you know, treat people and who's who has rights and who doesn't, then go back to the 2,000 years old, you know, medicine, medicinal practices and use that. Then and since say that you're all about tradition, like, give me a break. Like, yeah. you take antibiotics, you t- you take all this modern science, and you're not gonna you're not gonna look into the science that proves that these people are just normal people, and then. Same thing with Black Lives Matter. We're just it's just pigmentation in their skin, guys. Like, yeah. if it, it, if we flipped it, it would be you know if, if you got a w- farther away from the equator, your skin got darker. The white people would be the people that were enslaved. It just yeah. would have gone the same way. Human history would have gone the same way with the different colors. We'd be the oppressed people. Like, it's just it's just hate. It's just learned behavior, and there's just no excuse for it anymore. So that's what I stand for. Is that you gotta you know if you're raised by someone or a family that looks down on these issues or these people, it's time to like it's your wake up call to wake up and you got to form your own opinions and look into what's truth and what's real and what's ignorant and what's wrong. So yeah, there's just no excuse to, to judge people on anything other than their character, their their morals, their, you know, the things that are intangibles. We can't be judging people on how they look, you know, what religion they practice, who they love, all that stuff, who they're attracted to. It's just, it's it's garbage.
2: Yeah. No, I, I, agree, you know, I agree. I
1: agree.
2: I, yeah. Cool. I, I don't, you're not born with it. You're taught that like, that's my opinion. You know, I think, I don't think any baby's born with hate. Not one. And, but they sure as hell are taught it. Kids, you know, and that's, that's where it starts. And that's the shame of it. Because, you know, you see someone that's ignorant as hell. That's what they were taught. But. That's all they know, and that's all i have been taught. Yeah, you but try I have, to change them. You
1: try to change them, but I have compassion for that though, because if I, right. I love my mom to death. She's my only parent. I have my mom, my brother, my stepdad's been awesome, but me and my mom special connection. If she brought me up to hate black people, to hate gay people, LGBT people, I would hate them, and yeah. then I'd be like that. But at some point, I have to be like, hey, is this reality or is this me? Just because my mom's gave me life and fed me, and is you know I love her, am I just going to follow her because of that? No, no, no. Like, so I have compassion for people that are conditioned that way because I was conditioned that way as a hockey player. I was using homophobic slurs. I had no idea what I was talking about. I was naive. Right. I wasn't I wasn't hateful. I was naive, though, and not aware. So there's just no more excuse whether you're a naive or you're hateful. There's no excuse to not be aware anymore. You know, COVID hit. We're all stuck inside. George Floyd gets murdered. Ahmaud Arbery gets murdered. That's that got me to finally be like, all right. I need to look into this more. You know, when Kaepernick took a knee, I was kinda like, Oh, good job, man. But I didn't speak up and look into it more. Now I understand why he's doing it, why all these things are happening, and it's it's just not acceptable anymore. And we need everyone to Pull on the rope just a little bit. I'm not saying you have to post on social media. I'm not saying you have to be the loud person in a group talking about it, but just do your part. Do the little things every day to stop start eradicating this. Stand up for people if you see racism, racism. If you see a little micro thing or somebody at the office is talking behind somebody's back about the religion or the, how they who they're attracted to, like call that out. We gotta start we gotta start fixing this thing, man.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. And I was just gonna say, like, everything you're talking about here, both you and Nasty, is really is just about it comes under the umbrella of love, right? We're, we're, there's there's no love anymore, you know what I mean? So whether you're black, white, yellow, orange, it, you know, it's at the end of the day, it, it is about that, you know. If you could take the politics maybe out of the Black Lives Matter movement and just look at it for what it is, it's nothing more than just loving your neighbor, right? I mean, the same thing with the the uh, you know the other community. It's just like it's just about like love. It's like everyone has. Access to the same energy of love, and you know, should be able to express it how they choose, you know. And then, well, obviously, the opposite of that is hate, and that's you know the, the conversation we're having here. But um, you know, it, it's unfortunate that it's, that we're, we've become so divided and and hateful, and this energy is a, such a dark cloud that it's very apparent. Now, I think COVID's exposed it. You know, it was already there. It's, I think it's been there for yeah. for a long time. And I think yeah. part of the system is responsible for the separation, right? I mean, but us as, you know, the human species got to recognize that, you know, and and, and still find that, that love in your heart and be able to, you know, to, to lead from that place. Because all it is, is like respect, 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 respect. It doesn't matter what job title you have or what you do or anything. It's just about like, you know, that goes across the board to, to all beings. It's just like, it's just. And we're, we're just, you know, it's frustrating. And I, I love to see you stand up for something like this um, yeah. because it's easy to just dismiss. And it, it's, yeah. again, it's, it's, I don't even think this is necessarily a race issue or a sexist issue. It's just a human issue that's just kind of plagued everybody. And, and you know, and everyone, no one wants to put a label on what, you know, what they believe and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, it's just like, it's a lack of love. That's the way I see it. Just, we're just, we're just, we're resentful, we're hateful, we're fearful and, you know, and just curate all these people negative are, energies and they just, they people just, are they just express themselves people in are a bad insecure. way.
1: They're insecure with their own lives. Like yeah. people are insecure with their own lives. They just want to project hate on others because they're dissatisfied. Like go work on yourself. People have right. some mental health crisis going on right now. Yeah. Go worry about yourself, you know, worry about fixing yourself and your own life before you start worrying about others. I didn't speak about this until I was ready to, I wasn't as open because I, I wasn't, I hadn't figured myself out yet, but now I've figured myself out. I understand Riley that love is the freaking answer for everything and i'm you know i'm trying to show that i can go out and fight a ryan reeves and be the most masculine dude you could ever be but then get off the ice and me and him could talk about race and i had plans to ask him to do that i'm going to start with my own teammate evander kane but we got to talk about these things and separate it we can be enemies on the ice and we can still be loving individuals off the ice in my opinion For and sure. that's 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 a kind of a message i want 100%. to some people you know that's that's the respect. That's what's gone in the game. All oh, these, all these guys like to take things off the ice and stuff. Leave it on the ice. I could absolutely hate you on the ice, but let's go off the ice and let's talk about things and f- fix issues together. That's what we got to do. We got to set aside differences, come together.
0: Yeah, and then you bring the honor. You bring the honor of the fight. You know, to the forefront where it's like, okay, we we fight. There's a respect. We bow out. Peace. And then there's love, right? It's like you said, you really go for a beer, you know, smoke a joint, whatever you do with your, you know, these guys, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's showing this, you know, this element of peace, which is, which is love. It's, you know, it's, it's through the heart chakra. I mean, it's, it's very, very obvious, but, um, you know, I just think the world needs more of that, more of that now than ever. I mean, I think, you know, the cat's out of the bag at how disconnected we've become. And it all starts with our own personal collective consciousness of like how we are presenting ourselves, right? I mean, it's not, it's the collective but you're, you know, you. It's like be the change. If you want to see love, you got to be more, lo- be more loving. You got to show more love. If you're going to continue down this path of hate, well, you know, you're going to continue down this collective, you know, consciousness of, of hate. Unfortunately, but you know, you're doing some amazing things. And I actually read somewhere you were the first player to use the Pride tape outside of the actual NHL's designated Pride uh, nights. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, that's just making a statement. Yeah, and you know, it's like, yeah, good for you. And over two years since i put it on and never taken it off it's on every stick handle stick every stick i use this summer it's on it so got you know a lot of kids started using it a lot of you know kid messaged me said he stopped everybody's room in his locker room using homophobic language like that's a win that's, that's a wild. small that's a small change that we all can be a part of that's just i left some tape on my stick you know because i'm i was willing to jump into something i didn't understand. And I, I wasn't worried about oh if I mess up, who are people are going to think they hate me, or if I say the wrong thing about this issue, or they're all going to come at me. It's like no, even if they do, I know my intentions. I know it's who I intention. am. There's no, there's no. I'm not worried about being. You know, people want to talk about all with cancel culture and all that stuff. It's just holding people accountable. That's all cancel culture is. You mess up, hey, do better. Got it. Roger that. I'll go fix that. I'll work on that. That's all it is. So I've no, I'm not scared of that because I'm a secure person. I know my intentions. I, people can change people can work on things so it's uh i'm just trying to show maybe out in the open what uh you know white straight pro hockey player male could just do to, to make a change to make better historically it's our demographic that's caused all these freaking problems so we need to be the ones with the most privileged to start doing better really
0: yeah and you're t- and you a tough guy right you're, you're, you're alpha male you're, you know all these things that would most people wouldn't associate with standing for something like this i mean i say that and it sounds bizarre that i would even say it like that but you know to stand up for these types of issues which are extremely important but i think that the the young generation looking up to a guy like you not there's anything wrong with this being from a skill guy i would love to see a high-end 50 goal scorer step out into the light like this but it just shows you that like you could be masculine you could be tough you could be you know all these things but also stand for this energy of love and everything that it encompasses, because it's all these things that you've talked about, right? It's just like and 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 being proud of that and and, and doing it without showing any sign of doubt or fear, you know? Because you're gonna have haters, and you're for sure you get it all the time, because people just can't help themselves. They can't see. They can't oh. help to see somebody you know, be successful and stand for something so powerful, because you know what I mean. They feel they feel
1: affected. They feel
0: offended almost. Just scared.
1: Scared. And all I'm and all I'm doing sitting over here is just saying love, man. (laughs) People come and treat me and I just write back and I'm like, dude, you seem pretty angry. You seem like you got a lot of stuff going on. Like, throw me a DM. All love, brother. Like, it's all good, man. Like I'm secure enough to know that you anything you say to me, you don't personally know me. So I have no friction towards you Why, how can i be mad at you it's illogical for you to hate me if you don't know me you right. could hate me as a hockey player i'll chalk it up i love that yeah you love it. but the only people's opinion the only people's opinion i care about are people who can pick up the phone and call me right. you know my, my close-knit circle of people that's all i care about at the end of the day so what what am i scared of yeah yeah
0: so true so powerful man uh,
1: thanks for bringing that up man thanks for bringing that up i appreciate it uh, no I, guess, I, uh, I see what you're doing and, I, and
2: uh and
0: i recognize it in done a lot man way.
2: It's been really good good to just see you.
1: Just the beginning man. Yeah, if I exactly. can uh, solidify my spot here for good, right? It's my platform just grows exponentially and you know, my, not more people pick up the phone to do stuff or, or bigger sponsors come out for stuff when you have NHL tacked onto it. So Right. No, no, that's um, the truth. I got an army of love behind me <clears throat> and I just feel like it's pushing me forward on all the stuff I'm doing.
0: Yeah. I also want to say what I, from my perspective what I see is is uh, just like the beginning like this is just the beginning of Curtis Gabriel from from what I from what yes, I sir. see and I talked to you this off season when I was I was introduced to you and we got a couple phone calls but I um, I could just tell your passion and you know you're, you know, you're talking about maybe going to Europe and I still want to live out my dream but I feel like now <laughs> what I'm seeing here is like the dream is just unfolding you know I mean oh, you're just you're just beginning and, uh, and you look unstoppable and Thanks, you know I appreciate and, uh, and it's that. all you know it goes back to that energy you're rolling with the right energy so, so keep yeah. it up, man. That's all I can say. You, you are being noticed in more ways than just that physical presence on the ice. You are being noticed in the community. So, don't
2: stop. Thanks, guys. Don't stop. That's why I said he's he's hot, baby. He's hot. He's hot. Keep it rolling. He's hot. I yeah. got a question. I got a question for you, Gabe. Can you score a goal
1: on your old lady, on your yes, girlfriend? Absolutely. Can you? Are you sure? I've yeah, seen, absolutely. I've seen her in that man. Hey. I've seen the video. I had to pump. I had to help her out a little bit. You know, she's she's sensitive and she didn't want to be lit up too hard. So that video. <laughs> <I just remember. laughs> I went a little easy. I told out some crazy moves I would never try. I got her with some. I didn't get her with the rest. I'm just happy. You know, she got her collarbone broken by a girl shop before. So she's like, no, she's like, I was ripping some clappers at her. She wanted me to rip a couple full out just to say, she's like, I can take it. I can take it. But she's like, don't let it get above my shoulder. Destroy my shoulder. She's like, I'm not not weak, but it's just like, that's, ah, I'm scared of that. Any any goalie probably is going to tell you that not even a, not just the yes. girl Doobie, like, Doobie freaking tells me that. So if he's telling yeah. you that, I'm pretty sure my girlfriend can. Um, mm-hmm. Let me
2: ask you this: Do any of the boys chirpy about her because she's a good looking woman?
1: Yeah, Bernsy gets Bernsy does Bernsies. <laughs> and she knows she she face she, he FaceTimed her off my phone were oh, watching the Super Bowl. No. <laughs> that's, oh, that's great. Yeah. She's like, well,
2: who's that, Chewbacca? Yeah. He yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no just answered the phone. <laughs> the Viking, yeah, exactly. And the other thing I wanted to ask you is like, the the people out there, especially the Chipotle guys, yeah, <laughs> keep messing your orders up. Are they not watching the games?
1: Because this guy... They're playing with their lives, deliberating the shit when it's not right, man. It's not the DoorDash people. It's the freaking Chipotle people putting oh, all okay. order in the bag. So it is Chipotle, man. And they're just too big. They're too big, and they make mistakes all the time. So it's it's oh. getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. Pay them, gotta you gotta i got to go see those Chipotle stories.
0: corporate. Lay down some... <clears throat> They, they
1: laid out some they, you, yeah you system. should be free there by now man yeah, no
0: kidding. yeah we gotta, get you, we gotta
1: get you a deal get you a deal just man. To show, i got a potato deal coming for sure for sure <laughs> I, coming, but, uh, I don't know why but i'm just trying to show show the fans some personality yeah, right yeah, like, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just just the knuckle dragger oh it's great you know, that doesn't think about anything else you know i'm a human being off the ice all about love all about doing the right thing and i get to go on the ice and let all the other stuff out. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, have some fun, man. It is. It's fun to watch. Yeah, man. it really is. It.
0: All right, Gabe. It's so I know best. you got to get rolling, man. And uh, we really appreciate all this time and insights and energy. Nothing but
1: energy. Yes. Man. Keep it rolling. It's fucking awesome, man. Keep it going, bud gets me going every time i do one of these it gets me going the rest of the day and i'm like buzzing like a jet ge- like i just i get wound up real easy i just that's what i tell people i get wound up easier than most people and i can keep it going i know how to keep it going so you guys just wound me up today i'll go talk to some old reporter now and i'll be buzzing because you guys. beauty all right brother we really appreciate your time my man thanks yeah, man. and i look forward to talking again next time we can go longer or
2: something yeah, yeah man absolutely. keep it going but i got some stuff coming to youtube by the way sounds good
1: sounds good
0: all
2: right, all right see, boys. You. see you see you brother
0: that episode was brought to you by Manscaped. Did you fill out your bracket yet? Our sponsors, Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming, wanted to remind you to do so. Their precision engineered tools for your family jewels will help you turn that Kentucky Wildcat in your pants into a South Carolina Gamecock. wee <laughs> you! Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for my college basketball fans 20% off and free shipping with the code Knuckles at manscaped.com. Nas, do you remember the first time you cut your ball shaving? Oh, do I? Wow. Lots of blood rigs. Hopefully, uh, you, you changed up your strategy and got into the old manscaped. Because... I did. And
2: I'll tell you what, the confidence I have now is unbelievable.
0: Whew, happy to hear. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawn Mower 3.0. Their trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave
2: clean and easy. Just don't do that in the pool, rigs. just because it says water.
0: The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which is the MVP of men's grooming kits. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing, ball deodorant, and moisturizer. Manscaped threw in two free gifts into their Perfect Package, a pair of high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day long, and a travel shed bag to store all your grooming goodies. Your purchase goes towards a good cause because they partnered with the GOAT, Alex Caruso, and the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code Knuckles at manscaped.com. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Every purchase at manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code Knuckles. Be the best ball handler this year with Manscaped. Oh, I got sick mitts.
2: Sick oh, mitts dear for over. the balls. Whew.
0: Also want to thank our awesome guest, Curtis Gabriel, for joining us in episode 15 of Nasty Knuckles. Uh, what an amazing story and what a high energy guy. Really happy to see him doing well and, and finding some momentum in, in the NHL this year.
2: He he really is like, uh, you know, I was kind of playing around when I said he's the hottest guy. But, I mean, he is one of the hottest guys as far as topics. Um, you Can't ignore him. Uh, you, you can't act like you don't see him out there because he's uh, he's one of those guys. He talks, but he backs it up, man. And that that's one of the biggest things because there aren't a whole lot of guys like that anymore.
0: Yeah, that's the truth. He's a throwback, uh, no question. And um, actually was in the Flyers organization last year. And uh, I think he's banged up and didn't really get a sniff, obviously. But uh, really nice to see him say figure it out. I think he was figuring it out the last couple of years and realizing what he had to do and what type of identity he had to bring to the to the arena every night. And uh, it's it's shown this year in San Jose. I think he's played nine games and he's got three three big fights. Uh, but his presence, you know, he's in the media. He's he, he's he's being verbal on the bench. He's grinding it out on the ice finishing his checks engaging in the fisticuffs against the heavyweights but it's really nice to see him just find that momentum find himself and uh, and essentially make a name for himself in a, in a in a short portion of the season yeah i agree
2: i'm you know when he i i met him last year obviously at camp and everything and and i i loved his energy and and you it's hard not liking guys like that around because they're just in a good mood. They're happy. And, you know, yeah, he's one of those guys that probably stays on the ice longer than other guys It could piss him off while he's showing us up. He's really just trying to get better, and that's all he's, he's doing. Um, but, I mean, the difference in their team since he joined – is it's noticeable. And I mean, your coach really is talking is. about it. You, you know, your assistant captains are talking about it. Your captain's talking about it. Yep. I mean, you say what you want, man, you like him or you don't, but he shows up to play every single night. And if you do something on the ice, you're going to hear about it from him. If it's, you know, something against one of his guys. And I just don't, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's something maybe we need around here a little bit. Um, you know, with the Flyboys. uh, Just a little attitude, a little bit more energy, and um I I think it's great. I think it's fun to watch. I think it makes the game interesting.
0: It really does, yeah. The Flyers definitely could use a little enthusiasm, there's no no question. Like I said, he's a he's a throwback, you know, he's full of energy, he understands his role fully. Um, but he's just like an overall good team guy. Like he's putting in the work, he's backing it up, like you said. Um he's got a vision. Um, you know, he's doing a lot of great stuff off the ice, you know, standing up. For something a lot bigger than himself so uh overall just you know uh, always excited for guys like that whether it's him or anybody in that falls under that umbrella good people you know good character um selfless it seems like and um you know wish him the best because you know yeah there's not many guys like him floating around certainly not young i say you said young younger guys that are hungry enough to to you know to Push the envelope, you know, and, and to really take on that role of, uh, say, the enforcer, which is a, a dying breed or has been dying for the last 10 years at least. So I uh, wish him nothing but the best. He's really bringing a spark to that in San Jose Sharks club, even though they're, you know, a little, little ways out of a, of a playoff spot. But, you know, for him... He's fighting for his job, fighting for next year, you know, fighting potentially for a playoff spot if they can turn things around. But yeah. overall, a great story in the NHL because he was an underdog. Didn't start the season there. And he started, you know, in San Jose's minor league system, and he's um, got noticed. You know, it's hard. It's hard to, like you said earlier, it's hard to not notice him. Exactly. Whether you're on the ice or your management, coaching staff, um, he finds a way to get noticed uh, in a positive way. He's doing some positive stuff. So uh, props to him.
2: Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more, man. It's uh, it's fun to watch. It's it's it, I would imagine as a player. I know when I was on the bench for so many years with guy, I, I just loved how y- yourself, Wayne Simmons. I, there's been been plenty of guys, Asham, you know, Rosehill. Right. You can just keep naming guys, but um, the effect it has on players, your skilled guys, when you know you have someone there, you know, that's and and you know. A lot of people say, well, you got to be team tough. Yeah, you got to be team tough, but you got to also have someone that can answer the bell and when they need to and stand up the whole time and say to, you know, whatever guy on the other team, hey, you're not going to do that and be able to back it up. And he's ready to do it and willing and wanting to. Oh, yeah. I hear many guys. that It's like like you said. Yeah, it's like you said, like, no one really wants to get punched in the the face, but he's willing to do that for his team. And, you know, and a lot of guys are. But uh, he he just brings it every night, man, and, and it's infectious. I, I really believe that.
0: Yeah, it is. It just gives the guys a sense of comfort, right? I mean, you have a guy that's going to go out there and and, and you know and, and support you and stick stick up for you and, and and the whole bit. It's it's hard to deny that that energy doesn't translate into other guys. It just gives them a little more confidence. Not saying that you know you're going to go out there and be a fifty every guy's going to be a fifty goal scorer because he's in the lineup. I think it's just overall. I think what you know a lot of coaches call it is glue, right? I mean he's right. a glue guy, you know, he just yeah. you know, an energy beacon and and, and, and brings and hopefully brings guys together. So uh re- really, you know, ex- excited for him and that opportunity. I think it's been a long time coming for him to really establish his roots into an organization. I think he's doing that in, in San Jose. So Yeah, for sure. All right, Nass. Well this pretty much wraps up episode fifteen of Nasty Knuckles. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 16 stay safe and have some
2: fun this week take care knuckleheads take care knuckleheads don't forget to reach out to me for howie steel baby oh yeah see you guys howie Acast powers the world's best podcasts
0: here's a show that we recommend